When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Nick. Barry Moon here. Just uh, a call to say I thoroughly enjoy your shows at the moment. You put it on. Absolutely brilliant. And it's great to listen to you and the boys. It's really interesting. I'd just like to let Merv know, playing that I've ordered his book because it's sounding so interesting. I thought I've got to order that anyway. Thanks very much. Let's hope you get over this terrible disease and get back to football sooner than later. All right, mate? Thanks very much. Bye. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Good morning, one and all. Welcome to Acton Millwall. Welcome to another wartime emergency broadcast coming at you from the Government Regional Centre in Kelvedon Hatch Nuclear Bunker. Uh, my name is Nick Hart, you are listening to Achtung Mural, and welcome to another one of our short and sharp wham, bam and thank you ma'am shows. Um, we do have some longer shows to um, bring you in, well, they're in the can, I did a couple of conversations on Friday with um, with Ryan, uh, Ryan Loftus, talking about his favourite season, which um, surprisingly for me, I felt, was um, the 2003-2004 season so we're gonna that one's in the can that's got to be edited i'm going to bring you that next week dear listeners we also have another show in the can i sound a bit like martin scorsese don't i um with these kind of movie references of things being in the can but i have another show in the can with james blewett mill halfway line um and that will also be coming out you next week talking about disaster seasons um now james was a bit greedy with covering two disaster seasons um, the ultimate disaster season of 2005-06 it is actually the ultimate, I'd say it's the worst season in, well, possibly going back to Victorian times, but um, certainly in the modern era, the worst season of Mill history. Um, but we're going to bring you that show next week, once I've edited it and um, gave it a quick kind of uh, short back and sides. Um, but also we're going to cover the Ian Holloway season 2014-15. So um, big thank you to James and to Ryan for um, for doing those two shows. A few thank yous um, as well. One to David Collins, who's contacted us um, via the email. Um, some really nice words from David regarding the show. 
Really appreciate any contacts at the moment, dear listeners. Big thank you to David for that one. Um, we'll be back in touch with David um, to talk about other issues, um, which he which he mentions. But big thank you for the kind words, David. Also to Barry for the uh, the voicemail message at the start of today's show. That's much appreciated. Really want to hear from um, fans all around the world. Uh, the beauty of the internet is that we can all reach each other, no matter which part of uh, which nook and cranny of the globe that we we sit in. I'd love to hear from anyone, particularly our Australian listenership. We get a lot of listeners in Australia. Uh, it's one of the largest um, non-UK groups of listeners, um, for I guess for obvious reasons. But it'd be wonderful to hear from any of our Australian listeners regarding, you know, how they come to be Millwall fans. Are they? Um, are you uh, expats? Are you descendants of? Um, People who were, you know, willingly or unwillingly <laughs> taken to, to Australia or went to Australia. Um, be lovely to hear from you. We'll run the the, um, the contact details in a moment. But I just want to mention, whilst I'm, my mind is on it, Jamie Mack, who contacted me via the, um, the Twitter feed, at CBL underscore magazine. Uh, Jamie Mack is in Australia. Um, nice to hear from you, Jamie. Um, he's just mentioned a couple of... Um, Couple of points. He's uh, appreciating the shows, which we're trying to keep going fairly regularly at the moment. Um, some some days better than others, but we're trying to do our best on that front. Um, his best season would probably have been his <clears throat> first as a fourteen to fifteen year old boy in the top, which would be the first season in the top flight. And we're going to cover that, Jamie, in another show. That's one that I've got in my notebook to to cover. So um, hold tight on that one. That was eighty. 88-89, um, the first season. One, the um, Merv's book, A Natural High, covers that. Um, but he mentions another season that he enjoyed, enjoyment-wise, would have to be Teddy Sheringham's last season, which I think was 1990-91, when he blasted 38 goals. Sheringham, Ray, Alex Ray, Malcolm Allen, and Jimmy Carter. I don't think we've seen an attacking lineup since then. I think you're probably right, Jamie. That was a fantastic season. And coincidentally, that's one that I've got in mind to cover um, very, very soon. So on both of those fronts, um, keep listening, mate. And it's really nice to hear from you. Thank you for the contact. Uh, that was via Twitter. Um, email is achtungmillwall, all one word, at gmail.com. Great to hear from everyone, including one of my regular correspondents, John. You know you're listening, John. John the Pussycat Lion, he calls himself. So John is 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 uh, mentioning the fact that uh, the the favourite show with Tony Monday didn't mention one or two of I, I guess John's favourites and I I, I think um, I think you're probably right here John he didn't mention the Leatherhead Lip now that's going to be uh, that's Chris Kelly for any younger listeners Chris Kelly was a player that came to us in the mid seventies from Leatherhead the non league Leatherhead uh, they had been on a, a, a excellent FA Cup run and we signed their star player. Uh, a guy called Chris Kelly. Now, I think, John, you're right to pull me up on that because I I didn't mention that as one of my favourite players, but I'm not sure he is a favourite, but certainly it's a standout moment in Mill history. And I think I might do a little feature on that another day. The Leatherhead Lip is a good call. Chris Kelly, I think it was 1975. So thank you, John, for for that. And also you mentioned, um, did Derek Posse get a mention? No. Um, Posse left... I mean, he's a great player. He was for a long while our, our highest goal scorer until the advent of Teddy Sheringham and then and then Neil Harris. But Posse, I, I started going in seventy two, and I think Posse left probably in that next season seventy two seventy three with my first full season being what I would call a Millwall fan. I think he left us in about the January, if memory serves. 
to go to Crystal Palace, um, who were then of the first division. Um, and he went there seeking fame and fortune. They got relegated. And Posse never seemed to hit the heights that he did with Millwall. Again, I think that might be a, 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 something for another show. I'll do a little bit more research because I, re, I, I seem to remember him going to um, Orient, I think, in the 70s, and then he finished up in Canada, which I think is where he now resides, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. A few a few players went out there, including, I think, Kitch played out there too. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the contact there from John. Do get in touch with us, dear listeners. It's wonderful to, to hear these contacts, reactions to shows, comments, thoughts, and views. Um, but today, we're just going to run our um, random fixture generator because... Um, we like to keep something coming out daily. A lot of people seem to appreciate it. So let's run the, the, the random generator, please, Mr. Computer. So today's random year is 1903. 1903, pre-First World War, obviously. Um, and the newspaper that I found is one. I'm gonna get some wonderful newspapers on this British newspaper archive site that I use. This is the this is the Lempster News. This is the Lempster's out near um Hereford. And what's just as an aside, it's fascinating to see um an era where local newspapers were carried news of places far beyond the realms of Lempster and Herefordshire. Um, and this is the Lempster News. Of Friday, March the twenty seventh. I'm recording this um, twenty this this section on the twenty seventh. So this is the the newspaper from that date in nineteen oh three. The main report, the Millwall reference, is a defeat in the cup semi final, the FA Cup semi final, as the report has it here, the decisive defeat of the South. Because um, I think the expectation in the nineteen oh two 03 season that was that Millwall and Aston Villa would be the two teams that would meet in the 1903 Cup final. Um, we had beaten Everton in a um, a game and a game that I think will warrant a, a section in its own right. But I'm just going to say we beat Everton at North Greenwich, which would be on the other side of the Isle of Dogs. There, just as you come out of uh, the, the the walkway tunnel in Millwall uh, Park. On a very rainy day, and so it was a mud field um, that day, and we managed to beat Everton, who were of the Football League and going well at the time. We're still a Southern League side at this point, so we'd beaten Everton and qualified for the semi-finals, where we drew Derby County in the semi-finals. Game played on the 21st of March, so this report was about, well, six, five, six days afterwards. Um, but unfortunately... Um, in true Mill style, having promised much with the expectation that we would get to a cup final. that In those days, it was played at the Crystal Palace. That was the Crystal Palace, the one that burned down. They had a football stadium there at the time, which I think is where the Athletic Stadium now is. I think that was the site of the old um, football pitch back in the old days. Um, but that was not to be. We were, we were beaten decisively 3-0. You are listening to Achten Millwall. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So Mill had actually been to the FA Cup semi-final in the, in 1900 just a couple of years before this this is 1903 um we've been to the semi-finals defeated then unlucky the club then suffered a i suppose you'd call it a near-death experience the club very nearly went out of existence in 1901 which coincided with the requirement to vacate the the athletic ground which is now where the asda is on the isle of dogs anyone that works in the in canary wolf or you know on the island at anywhere in in that area where the Asda is, is the site of the old Millwall football ground, very big ground. But the club had to vacate it because the dock company wanted their land back. Um, so at the drop of a hat in 1901, we had to try and find a new new ground, which eventually was in Millwall Park, um, down near Mudshoot, Mudshoot Stadium, uh, Station. Um, but as it was, there was a big debate as to whether the club should fold. Um, 1901, the club very nearly folded. We've had a few near-death experiences in our, in our time, but that was probably one of the biggest. Um, very nearly, there was no Mill Athletic, but as it was, the club did continue. The game played at Everton was um, played in very, very rainy conditions. Um, the, the ground was muddy, and um, the lines prevailed by, by um, um, fortune, good fortune, I think, is, is, is what's mentioned here. Um, the report in the in the Lempster News, wonderful, wonderful newspaper, by the way. There's other stuff I'm going to mention before we close out on this. Says that um, if Mill had um, a good deal of good fortune in a competition, up to and including their memorable game with Everton in the rain, in the mud, at North Greenwich, then they had absolutely none last Saturday. Um, the, the, the main um, incident of the game, the game probably really turned on an early uh, mistake by Mill's goalkeeper, a chap called J.W. Sutcliffe. Um, now, this is a strange little story because Sutcliffe, J.W. Sutcliffe, was signed uh, from Bolton. He was an England international, so he's one of the few English international players that have ever played for the club. Um, and strangely, um, he played at right back for England. But try, try this out. He was a right back for England. But he played in goal for Millwall, um, and he was a goalkeeper some, of some reputation, some repute, J.W. Sutcliffe. But, but um, in the week leading up to the semi-final, he had not been well. Don't know what that would have been, maybe a flu or something of that kind, I'm guessing slightly. Um, but certainly was not well. Um, he named himself as being fit on the day when the, the, the team travelled up the day before. 
from um, their base, their, their base in South End, based themselves at uh, a hotel in South End. The Old Ship Inn in South End was the Mill Club base before they travelled up to Birmingham on the Friday for the Saturday afternoon kickoff. Um, the incident itself seems to have been a long, I suppose you'd call it now, a long punt forwards from Derby. Um, with no great aim to the ball, but he's completely misjudged it. Sutcliffe um, may have been blinded by the sun. It was a nice day, fair conditions, as, as, the, as the report describes it. Um, but basically he's misjudged it. It's bounced over his head and into the net. 1-0 to Derby, and that seems to have had a dramatically um, a dramatic impact on the Mill team. I think have gone there with expectations of success. Um, the Lions, or the Dockers, they would have been then, Mill Athletic still, um, had gone there thinking that they would be facing Aston Villa, who coincidentally also lost their game, you know, the reverse fixture to Berry um, in the other semi-final. And this seems to have really knocked them back. I think Sutcliffe was seen as something of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, an icon in the team, England international, and to make such a such an error so early, um, knock the team back a little bit. Um, as the as the report puts it here, uh, the game ran contrary to the desires and and strivings of the Millwall players. They could do nothing right, uh, and, and there's nothing new in this world. But uh, Mill players control ball control let them down, according to the Lempster Lempster News. Um, the report also mentions a certain lack of precision in our passing. So um, Derby went on to get a second goal um, just before half-time. Another mistake, according to Sutcliffe, though the report doesn't describe it in quite as much detail as as, as the first. Um, and the, and I think the players left the field really believing they were not going to... There's nothing they could do. Um, Derby seemed to be benefiting from the nervousness of their opponents, says the, the Lempster News. The game finished um, rather uninterestingly, according to the Lempster News. It was a uh, desperate play leading to, um, I think, probably a position like five stages of grief. We've eventually come to accept that this was not going to be our day. And the game played out in an uninteresting fashion. Um, the, the report does um, quote the, the superlative cleverness of the Mill players to date and the contrasting that with the poor show in the semi-final. So the Mill team that day, I'll just read out um, the, the, the team names. There's some great on them. Sutcliffe we've mentioned, J.W. Sutcliffe. Um, two fullbacks. This used to be a 5-3-2. I've put them in 5-3-2 formation. I think it would have been 5-3-2. Um, so two fullbacks, Easton and Storier. Then halfbacks. I think they're called halfbacks. Riley, Bell and Watkins across the kind of half defensive, half midfield, I guess. And then a forward line, Moran, Astley, Hulse, Gettins, who is a name that um, crops up regularly. I might do another feature on Gettins another day. And then Jones. Um, so there we are. One one final, by the way, is that Barry beats Aston Villa in their semi-final, 1903. Derby beat Millwall 3-0 decisively in the event in, in our semi-final. So the, the cup final of 1903 was played between Barry and Derby County. And um, it's famous because that was the record win in the cup final, FA Cup final, Berry 6, Derby County 0. And I think that still exists as a record win for an FA Cup final. I, I believe that's still valid. I'd check that, any listeners out there. Do correct me. Do get in touch if I've got that wrong. Um, but it's interesting that Mill had a certain hand in the production of a record score that exists in all of the record books to this very day. Um 
So there we are, um, Derby County 3, Millwall 0. Big thank you to the Lempster News for producing that. There's some wonderful other adverts. You know me, you know I love an old an old um, newspaper. There's a Poor Law Conference, this is a 1903. Uh, the Central Poor Law Conference opened and the local delegate, uh, Mr Edwards from Lempster, spoke at the Poor Law, which was like an early form of... Um, help and assistance for poor people um, of, of those times. And one that just caught my eye, well, I will close this because otherwise I could read this till the cows come home. Um, curious legal action against a railway company. On Monday in the King's Bench, a Mr. McDonald, a builder's foreman and subcontractor, sought to recover damages for injuries said to have been caused by the negligence of one of the Metropolitan Railway Company's servants. Basically, um, a railway company man um, seems to have thrown a bucket of ashes, because obviously this would have been the steam era. A bucket of ashes was thrown, which somehow has come in through the window where Mr. McDonald was sitting in a carriage and covered him in ash, which would have given me a right up, I must say. He claimed, I think he's stronging it here, smothering him in ash, says the report, and nearly blinding him. That's where I think it's getting a bit strong. Um... Counsel for the uh, for the prosecution remarked that this was a somewhat unique case, and have come looking at the record of accidents for the railway company for the last seventy years. This was the only such case of this kind. I think the counsel was saying it's a bit of a strong one, to be absolutely honest. Um, and as a result of having ash thrown all over him and being nearly blinded, Mister McDonald had to go to the optical hospital for two months. Um, his eyesight was seriously affected. Compo time. He had to wear glasses ever since. Um, his lordship in the in the in the um, in in the in the chair said, um, "Well, I do wonder um, that accident rates are very high when this sort of thing goes on." The jury returned a verdict for Mr. McDonald. He won it and exercised damage at sixty pound, and judgment was given accordingly. That's given quite a lot of prominence in the. Um, in, in the paper, um, which contrasts with a, with a murder report. Where's that gone? Let me find the murder report, which is not given nearly... Here we are. Woman charged with murder. This is like just a paragraph. Oh, by the way, this bloke's had ash thrown over him and got a strong combo case. Um, by the way, Edinburgh on Monday, Mary Smith was tried on a charge of murdering Samuel Pender, a minor in the house of Boney's. Boney's, I must be a pub. The couple had been drinking together in a neighbour's house when things seem to have turned rough, resulting in um, um, Smith stabbing him and died. Um, the defence was that the stabbing was done by a little boy, the son of the woman, who reacted to seeing this this domestic. Um, the court found a verdict, a Scottish verdict, of not proven. That's just given a one paragraph. Much, much more prominence being given to Mr MacDonald and his... Um, compo claim for ashes anyway i have digressed somewhat dear listeners haven't i that's that's the um that's the the report from this day roughly speaking 1903 uh, derby getting three mill nil that's the end of the lions fa cup run um and i think we then next time we made the semi-finals would have been in 1937 and then obviously in the modern era in the 2004 cup run and 2013 those are the occasions we made the fa cup so, big thank you to everyone who's contacted us. I hope you're enjoying these. It's just a little shorty today. Um, we've got more shows, as I've said already. They'll be coming at you next week. And do get in touch. 
And if you want to come on the show, if you fancy doing your favourite season, give me a shout. We've covered a few already, but, um, you know, um, it's always good to hear from people. If we have, can't do one season, we can do another one. We can work it out. Big thank you to Lit for, for listening today. Um, keep in touch around the world. Stay safe. Keep away from the virus. Stay indoors. Arrivederci, Millwall. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com All one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232 That's 0208 144 0232 leave us a voicemail no human will be involved in the receipt of your message so give us a shout tell us what you think about all things Millwall and the best messages will be read out on air A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.